Hey there, Schmodown fans. This is Josh and Merck Rayner, and I am here with Talking Schmodown, episode number 41. We are going to be breaking down the f- end of the team's tournament. There's a whole lot of good stuff to talk about. I am real excited to get into it. So, as I say every single episode, let's get ready to talk Schmodown. Alright everybody, I am so pumped to get into this. I hope that you are too. Got a big episode here. The last three matches of the Ultimate Schmodown Teams Tournament. Uh, so we have round three and four. Uh, the semifinals and the finals coming in. Some great stuff went down. Powerhouse teams. I mean, th- this is what it's all about. This is the type of competition that you want to see all the time. If you have the opportunity, this is what we want to see all the time. Uh, so, but before we get into that, a couple of other things I want to talk about. Uh, a little tiny bit of news here. We got uh, the second live show for 2020 has been announced. The, uh, the Schmodown will be heading to Atlanta on Leap Day, February 29th. So be sure to pick up your tickets. They are on sale right now along with the uh, tickets for the uh, Schmodown Awards slash draft, which will be on January 11th, and the New York Live Show in Brooklyn on January 25th, uh, of which I will be attending. So be sure to head over to theschmodownlive.com and pick up your tickets right there. Uh, they also released a new episode of Schmodown Backstage. Episode number two had guests uh, Frank Janish and William Bibiani, and this was cool. They talked a lot. They talked about a lot of stuff. Um, you know, they talked a lot about uh, you know pre uh, spectacular stuff because this you know aired before spectacular. Um, they they talked about the draft a bunch, a whole lot of great stuff. So be sure to check out uh, Schmodown backstage. It is fantastic. It's like a two-hour deep dive show, uh, getting deep and dirty into the backstage type stuff of, of, of the Schmodown. Just hearing these competitors just really laid on the line. I love it. It's fantastic. It is a more than perfect uh Substitute for Inside Schmodown. I am so happy that we have this on here now. Um, but one thing that they did drop some news uh, that I don't think I had heard it anywhere else is that both Ben Goddard and uh, Bonnie Somerville will be in the draft. Now I know on SEN Live, Christian had said that uh, Ben was going to be in the draft, but I don't remember hearing anything about Bonnie. So this is great news to hear. Uh, Bonnie Somerville, you know, she has been in the Schmodown a few other times. I know she went up against uh, Josh McCougar way back in like the original days. Uh, and then she went up against Janine the Machine in the more recent uh, incarnation of this game. So, uh, you know, for those of you who have been watching for a while, you, you know, you'll remember her. And if you're big fans of the Schmoes, you'll definitely know who Bonnie is. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see, see, you know, some new people coming in. Uh, for this draft, I think it's going to be fantastic. I, I'm I'm pretty pumped. All right, so we are going to get into the matches now. Yes, this episode is airing after Spectacular, but because of the spoiler ban, uh, which won't be up until next week Monday, 
Uh, I will only be talking about the three matches leading up to Spectacular. I won't be giving away any spoilers about Spectacular. I will be essentially talking as if Spectacular has not happened yet. So, uh, you know, if you if you haven't watched Spectacular, it's, it's, it's okay. Nothing will be spoiled in this episode. All right. So our first match is Shazam versus the Looney Bin. Uh, we get an opening scene. Christian calls up Ken Knapsack via Skype. Ken busts his balls a bit about uh, leaving Collider and uh, and all the SEN stuff that he's been doing. They kind of go back and forth a bit. Ken gloats about being the top manager. And then Christian drops a bomb. Ken was never officially a manager of Corruption. Grace was, according to the contract, she was the actual manager of Corruption, not Ken. And because of this, he drops another bomb and that he is putting Ken Napsok back into competition in the Star Wars League. That's right. In Season 7, 2020, Ken Napsok will be playing in the Star Wars League. He will no longer be a manager. This is fascinating. I am so interested to see uh, how this all plays out. And I gotta say, to see Ken back in the Star Wars League... I, I'm excited. You know, I, I loved watching him, uh, you know, spout his knowledge. And maybe it'll, he'll he'll have to step up his game a bit, too. Hey, maybe he could be the one that eventually takes out Alex Damon. You never know. And speaking of Ken, Ken and Mark Ellis were on the desk for this match. Uh, out first came the Looney Bin, followed by Shazam. Uh, and, the, and Shazam did a fantastic entrance here. It was a Blair Witch entrance. Uh, they... <laughs> They did the the uh, the found footage type thing where they're uh, in the in the back doing like I said. If you guys have seen Blair Witch, you kind of know what I'm talking about. And then um, right before they die, they lightning bolt out of there and and right back into the studio. It was really cool. It was really a fun uh, fun entrance. I kind of I kind of want to see a completely separate category at the awards where it's best. Shazam entrance because the two of them have been doing some fantastic stuff this uh, since they formed. I have been absolutely loving it. Uh, there's so many to choose from. I don't know if I could pick just one, but I might make that uh, a, a part of an episode coming up during the off season because I'm still going to be putting out episodes. Uh, I might kind uh, kind of tap into that specifically and, and come up with uh, what I think the best Shazam entrance has been for the year. We'll see. All right, so we're going to get into round number one, and this was a tight one. Uh, coming right down to the end, completely tied up. Uh, both Bibbs and Tom getting perfect rounds and hitting their uh, bonus question with uh, Nodding Hill, ending round one 15 to 15. Uh, however, we did get a pretty unique challenge during round one. Uh, I believe it was the second to last question, the penultimate question. Video Drew threw out this challenge saying that uh, the question about American Psycho didn't belong in the category of horror because that movie is not a a horror film. Um, and they actually do talk a little bit about this on uh, Smodown backstage. So if you you know you can kind of get their thoughts a bit more about it on there as well. But I do agree. Uh, with you know the way this all went down, because if you think about it, 
she, in her mind, she's thinking horror because I, the category was given was horror. It wasn't even horror thriller. It was just straight up horror. And so she's in her mind in horror. You know, that's where her mind is. And that can trip you up. Um, and, and, and obviously it did. It's what I, I really, I have a hard time believing that she wouldn't have gotten this question if she hadn't gotten kind of tripped up and in her own head about it because of that. Because she's really thinking horror and, and not thinking that because she doesn't consider that a horror film. Uh, so the challenge was upheld, which I thought was cool. Uh, but what they did, which I thought was really interesting, is that they allowed anyone who answered the first question correctly to keep their points. Uh, and the other three players did. You know, they all answered American Psycho. And so they, they were able to get their, keep that point. Um, Video Drew was then asked uh, a new question and got it right. So this was a great use of the challenge rule. Uh, you know, it, it got them the extra point And it really helped to keep them at pace with Shazam uh, going through uh, this match. Because like I said, they ended round one tied 15 to 15. It was a great round by both. Like I said, perfect rounds by Bibbs and Tom. It was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. And the the Looney Bin, they are such an entertaining team to watch. I, man, I, I hope that uh, we get to see a lot more of them in Season 7 because it was fantastic. So we get into round number 2. Shazam defers and the Looney Bin goes up. Spins Jim Henson. Decides that's not what they are what what they want. And they re-spin and land on video game movies. Video game movies, if you if you watch closely during the tale of the tape, is actually one of their listed strengths. So uh, I thought that was kind of cool that they wound up landing on that. I also just in general like that video game movies has popped up a bit more lately because there was a long time that I was campaigning for this slice to to happen, you know, or they're like, well, you know, what's, what new slices would you like to see? Video game movies was always the one that I would throw out first, uh, particularly to get be put into the Inner Geekdom League, but I like that it's being used throughout the league and not just in the Inner Geekdom. It's, I really dig it. I, I, I love, uh, even though I may not know a lot of the answers, I just love seeing it there as an option. Uh, and Looney Bin does okay. They have a few hiccups here. They do get 9 out of 12 points. Uh, they miss one question, but they allow a 2-point steal here. Um, after Tom asks for a repeat, I did notice that there was this weird edit cut during this question. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what was cut out, but... You know, they he asks for a repeat on that question, and it, it cuts, and and they re you know they re read the, the the question. I don't know what happened, but uh, it was interesting. Um, I don't know. I'm curious to see. I, I'd be really curious to see what was actually cut out of that uh, portion of the match. So they are up at the at this point. They are up by seven points, twenty four to seventeen. Uh, that that two point steal really really hurt them quite a bit. And then Shazam goes up, spins Oscar movies, and they stay. They are both very confident in this, particularly Brendan Meyer. This is one of his big strengths. And they clear the board, getting all six questions uh, for 10 points. They go to multiple choice a couple of times. And they take the lead 24 to 27. So they got a three-point lead there. Uh, so, you know, th- that two-point steal really did... Hurt, even if let's say they'd gone to multiple choice and gotten it wrong. 
uh, then it would be 26 to 24. So, you know, not as big of a gap. If they had been able to get that, let's say they went to multiple choice and they got that one point, then we'd be looking at a tie game here, 25 to 25. So you really got to be careful, uh, you know, especially with a team like Shazam. Every single point matters. Every single question matters. And if you if you're unsure, don't just guess. I, I don't know if they just got in their own head about it. I believe that was the Resident Evil Silent Hill question where the Looney Bin answered Resident Evil, but the answer uh, was actually Silent Hills, the revelation. I think it was what what video game franchise uh, had a installment titled Revelations, I think is what it was. And it was Silent Hill. Uh, and Shazam knew that. So I don't know if... I don't know. Maybe they maybe they use a JTE, maybe. Got a bit more time. I don't know. But uh, yeah, they really... Man... It could have been very different at the end of round two. Eh? But, you know, it is what it is. And so we get into the final round with Shazam being up by three. And we go through. They both get their twos. They both get their threes. Then it comes down to the five-point question for the Looney Bin. And they are unable to capitalize and, and get this question. And then Shazam wins. 32 and 29 and moves on to the finals. This was this was a it was a great match. Like both teams doing exceptionally well. Looney Bin is is a fantastic team. Uh, I, I I'm super excited to see what they do in the future, and I really hope that they're able to stay together. I don't know <laughs> who you would team up either of them with otherwise. So I hope that they're able to stay together. Once the draft happens. Uh, looking back at this whole thing. William Bibiani actually had a completely perfect game. He got all eight questions in round one. He got his bonus question. Uh, they answered all six questions uh, in their round two. And then they answered the two questions they were asked in round three. Uh, well, he specifically asked his one question in round three. So he had a completely perfect game. And when you have someone like William Bibiani, he's throwing perfect games out here. you got to be on top of everything. You cannot miss a single thing. Otherwise, stuff like this is, you know, is what happens. So before we get into match number two, we're going to take a quick little break uh, so you can hear about some of the other shows right here on the Merc with the Movie Blog podcast feed. I'll be right back. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's names, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello everybody, Jay Wade and Kaylin here to tell you about SEN Afterlife. It's an after show podcast where we expand on the week of craziness on SEN Live as well as have guests on to join in the fun. Yep, and we get personal too. We do movie reviews and at times we go way off the rails, which I guarantee is always Kaylin's fault. Hey, how rude and not true. So come join us on the Mark with the Movie Blog feed and remember to rate, share, and subscribe. And as always, enjoy. 
and welcome back. Please be sure to check out all the shows that we have right here on Merc with a Movie Blog. We have all kinds of great stuff, and we've got more to come. All right, so we're going to get into match number two, The Family versus Who's the Boss. This is the final match in the round three of the tournament. This is who will. Uh, this match will determine who faces Shazam in the finals, and then... Uh, so then, then that winner will go on to face uh, Finding Fathers at Spectacular. So we have Ben Bateman, we have Andrew Guy, former teammates, brothers in arms. The Civil War continues. This is the third confrontation between these guys. You can call this the rubber match. We have Ben with one win, Guy with one win. Who's going to take this one home? We will find out. Uh, so we got an opening scene here. Who the fuck is Craig the Barbarian? I, I remember, like, I know that there's uh, the, the the fucking I don't even know that one dude uh, who's in Inner Geekdom, and but that's definitely not him. Who the fuck is Craig the Barbarian, and why is Tom Dagnino so down to draft him? I, I don't know who this dude is. Did I miss something? Because I don't remember missing anything. But if I did, let me know because I have no clue who this guy is. Uh, so we got Ken and Emma on the desk for this one. Uh, our out first was the family with Robert Meyer Burnett and Brandon Hanna, followed by Who's the Boss with Tom Dagnino. No, nothing special going on here. No big entrances or anything like that. Uh, you don't tend to see a whole lot of that from these uh, teams. So we're going to just jump right into, into round number one. And uh, it was a pretty close match. Um, however, Andrew Guy was the weak link here in round number one. Everybody else scored seven points during this round, whereas Andrew Guy only was able to walk away with five uh, during this. So it was it was it was hard to watch. It really was. So then we get into round number two. You know, so round like I said, round number one, nothing else. Super quick. I mean, there was. I did notice one thing that I probably should mention because it's something that I've talked about a lot when it came to uh, the the Houston show and how I've I still to this day believe that it was a bad call that uh, Andrew Guy didn't get his repeat. And uh, on the I think it was the fourth question, Guy asked for his repeat after they had said one. So the announcer said one and then Guy instantly asked for his repeat. The exact same thing he did in Houston. And he was given his repeat here unlike at that Houston show. So again, you've got to really keep things the same. That call in Houston, that was a blown call. Whether Christian wants to admit it or not, it was a blown call. He's he's We've gone back and forth about this uh, multiple times, and he doesn't believe that, that you know he did anything wrong there, but I do, and I will always believe that he blew that call. And uh, I'll be honest, if I meet, Christian, if you're listening, if I meet you at New York, I'm totally going to tell you that you blew that call uh, in, in Houston. I'm going to say it right to your face. So we get into round number two, who's the boss defers, and the family spins 90s and keeps. And they go on to get five out of six questions for 10 points. Uh, they do go multiple choice on the one that they missed, and luckily for them, uh, who's the boss was unable to capitalize on the steal there. And they end uh, their portion of round one, 22 to 13. So they're up by nine points at this point, which is a good. I mean that that's a good that's a good place to be. Up by nine at the end of your part of round uh, round two, uh, 
you know, you, you, I don't think you really want to be much lower than that, to be honest, because otherwise you're looking at the possibility of too high of a, of a gap going into round three. But uh, they did pretty decent there. And then who's the boss goes up? They spin Kate Winslet and surprisingly decide to keep it. I was shocked by that. But they do pretty good here. They, you know, they, they don't do great, but they do pretty good. They get nine points. Uh, however, they do allow the family to get a two-point steal here. And that ends the the this portion of the game. This ends round two. 24 to 22, the family up. So this steal really hurt them quite a bit. It, it allowed the family to get that lead on them, uh, to keep that lead going out of uh, coming out of round two. So it, it was tough, you know. And again, like I said in that first match, every single point, every single question matters. You know, maybe they should have gone to, to multiple choice. Maybe they would have been able to get that question, and then they'd be up by a point. I mean, you know, you never know what would happen, but you really got to gotta take your time. You got to think about it, and if you're not 100% sure, if you're really – because you really got to be willing to risk that, and if you – if there's a doubt, go to multiple choice, man. Just – you may save your ass. You may be able to win a game that way. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. So then we get into round number three, and we go back and forth, the two points, the three points. And just like in the first round, uh, that we, that first game that we just talked about, that first th- uh, five-point question, which was who's the boss's five-point question, they get incorrect and lose the game. The family wins 29-27. to 27. And will face Shazam in the finals. This, I I did not see this coming. I really didn't. I had Who's the Boss going into the finals against Shazam. That was what my bracket was. Seeing the family uh, take that away from them, whew, that is a hard loss. And you see, you know, during the post-match interviews, you see, you know, Mark Riley, he's taking it hard. He really, he really takes it, takes it hard here. Um, but they are a fantastic team, and no matter what, they will continue to do fantastic stuff. I'm sure of it. Uh, I, I, I highly believe that uh, they have a bright future. So and that wraps up uh, match number two. And so before we get into match number three, I'm going to take one more break to talk about a few other shows that we have right here on Merkley the Movie Blog. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Sarah, and I'd like to tell you about Afterlife. It's a weekly Collider Live after show podcast where Mike, Sean, and I give our takes on Roxy and Uranus Annex, on Yodi's producing skills, and whatever Cody and Alex are up to in that booth. In addition to having guests, we expand on the crew's discussions and add our own craziness to You can find the show on Merkwin and Movie Blog's feed on all the podcasting platforms. See you soon! Hey everybody, Sean and Wade here to tell you about our new review show following each episode of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. Dude, yes, Boba Fett! Not exactly, Wade. Set in the Star Wars universe, The Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi and follows a Mandalorian bounty hunter beyond the reaches of the New Republic. Yeah, Boba Fett. Did you even watch Return of the Jedi? Never mind. Join us here every week on the Merc with the Movie blog feed. <laughs> Thank God Kaylin will be here too. I don't think I can handle Wade on my own.
All right, and we are back. Please be sure to check out those shows. We have a lot of great stuff, a great team here who talks about all kinds of awesome stuff and way more to come. Keep checking us out uh, right here on Merc with Movie Blog. That is at Movie Blog Merc on Twitter. All right, so match number three is the Ultimate Schmodown Teams Tournament Finals. We got Shazam versus The Family. These two incredible teams duking it out to see who will go on to Spectacular to face against the Founding Fathers. So we got Christian and Ellis on the desk, which I think is, I think that's a great choice to have for for, for this specific match. This big finals match. You got the, the two creators of the t- of this uh, of this game, former team. I, I I'm I'm super pumped that they uh, that they were able to be on the desk for this one. So out first came Shazam. Uh, the, from they a bunch of Shazams I should say from other dimensions. We had uh, pirate versions. We had cat versions. We had uh, evil an evil Shazam with uh, Robert Mar Burnett as their manager. We had ghost versions. We had uh, a version where they were both Rachel Cushing, which was hilarious. I absolutely loved that one. Uh, we had inv- Invisible Shazam, which I thought was pretty funny. And then the regular Shazam, which, man, this was a fun entrance. It was it was really, really fun. I really, I really dug that one. And so they were followed out by the family with Robert Me- Meyer Burnett and Brandon Hanna, of course, and we get into round number one, and this one not as close as uh, as it could have been. Um, we did get a couple of uh, perfect rounds here. We had Brendan Meyer and Drew McWeeny getting perfect rounds, uh, with Brendan being the only one to get the bonus question. Drew actually missed this one. Um, Another thing about this round that I thought was interesting, their third question was essentially the same question that Video Drew got uh, from the the challenge, so uh, which I thought was really interesting. Um, I, I don't know why it got reused, but I, I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was kind of kind of interesting. Uh, so we end round one, twelve to sixteen, in favor of Shazam. Uh, it, it was it was. Kind of awesome. We had William Bibiani. He only missed one question here. So they, like I said, they wind up with 16 points. That is some solid gameplay there. Uh, but yet again, Andrew Guy only got four points here. He got five in the previous match, four here. I don't know what's going on with him. He, I think he really needs to buckle down and 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 get some studying under his belt. Really, because. This is the kind of thing that hurts, you know, when you get, you know, no matter how good your teammate is. I mean, Drew McWhinney got eight points. He got a perfect round. But if you're only getting half the the, question, the points, I mean, you can only go so far like that. So you really got to buckle down. And if you're going to be with a, with a teammate like a Drew McWhinney, you got to step up your game, dude. So we get into round number two. Shazam defers and the family spins drama and they keep. And they go five out of six for ten points, missing one uh, and giving away a one-point steal, ending their portion of round one, 22 to 17. Uh, so they are currently up five points. I mean, it's, it's about as good as you can do, really, uh, because they were down by four and they netted nine points because of that steal. 
So, uh, you know, being up by five, that's really not where you want to be, especially with a team like Shazam. They go up, they get Robin Williams, and they stick with that, and they just destroy it. All 12 points. And this is what I'm talking about. You really have to just, you got to get everything. And if you want to be a, a top-tier team, both members have to be at the top at the top of their game. So, guy, if guy wants titles, he really has to step it up. So, round two ends twenty nine to twenty two. They are up by seven points. Shazam is up by seven points. Uh, but because this is a number one contenders match, it is a five round match. So, just because they're down by seven doesn't mean they're out of the game quite yet. The the betting round and the speed round can really throw things around. It, it can really switch things up and turn a game around. Uh, you know, you may you may think you're going to lose if if they were going into a round three, a ending round three, a final round three. This would there there probably be no way that they would come out of this alive. But because it's a five round match, you can never count them out. So. They spin, land on drama for the category. They get the question, what's the name of Charlie Kaufman's fictional identical brother in the film adaptation? Shazam wagered one point, whereas the family wagered three, and they both answered Donald, which was the correct answer. Uh, So the family was able to make up a little bit of ground. Uh, Round three ends 30 to 25. So, you know, they went from a seven-point uh, deficit to a five-point deficit, and this is what I'm talking about. You can really start to make up ground in these two two rounds here. Um, so you can never really count yourself out uh, until you get into that final round. And then we get into round number four, the speed round, and this is where the family really takes a bit of a of a dip here. Um, both Shazam and the family get two questions right each during this round. But that one other question was buzzed in by the family and Drew McWeeny got the answer wrong because he didn't listen to the question fully. He buzzed in before they finished asking the question and he got it wrong, which is something I have seen happen lots of times and it cost them a big point there. So you know, they came out of the round, or they came into the round, I should say, with a five-point deficit and they left round four with a six-point deficit. They could they, they could have sheared it up to four, but because he didn't he didn't take that extra second to, to hear like the next couple words that came out of their mouths. Unfortunately, they missed that question and are now down six points with the score thirty-two to twenty-six. And they head into round number five. And the family does not do great here. They get their two and their five. Point questions, but Drew has another big miss here, uh, missing the three-point question. I don't know what's going on, but I, I think that speed round miss rattled him a little bit, and and he just I don't know what what what's going on. But they you know they go in, and luckily for Shazam, all they needed to do was answer one question. Uh, the kid. Did get his first, the two-point question incorrect. He said, uh, get them to the Greek instead of get him to the Greek. Uh, so, I mean, you know, he, he did know what the movie was. He just uh, unfortunately said the wrong uh, uh, phrasing, the wrong word. 
But luckily, Bibbs was able to get his three-point question and win the game. Shazam wins 35-33, to and they will go on to Spectacular to face the Founding Fathers for the titles, uh, of which you will be able to uh, see, I believe, on Monday. They will be dropping it on YouTube for the public to see, and that is also when the spoiler ban is going to lift. So, if you don't want anything spoiled before you watch that match, you might not want to go on social media. Uh, see, watch it as soon as you can, or become a patron even, maybe. you know, See if you can still buy a ticket to, to watch it, just to get to see it early, because it's going to be up on Patreon uh, for this whole week, so... If, if you have the chance, do it. So we get into the post-match interviews, and Andrew Guy drops a bomb. He says that he is retiring. This was unexpected. I did not see this coming. I was like, wow. You know, he blames himself for, for everything because, I mean, if you look, they lost by two points. Now, granted, Shazam still had a five-point question to go. Um, but, you know, if... if Guy had gotten some more points in, if even if just the two points that they're down by here, if they had gotten those two points, you know, two extra points, he'd gotten six instead of four, then they'd have gone into that fifth or that final question, that five point question, um, or if uh, you know if Drew hadn't made you know a couple of the flubs there, maybe things would have been different. I don't know, but. It is what it is, and Andrew Guy blamed himself here, and he decided to retire. This was, this was crazy, um, and 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 sad to watch. So now with Shazam winning this, William Bibiani will go on to play at least two matches during the spectacular. Uh, he'll be in the uh, singles final match against uh, Ben Bateman, and then the team title match against Founding. Fathers. If he is uh, able to beat Ben Bateman, he'll go on to face a uh, to fight a third match against uh, Paul Oyama for the singles title. So be sure to check out Spectacular to see what happens there. So that wraps up all the matches for this. That is the end of the uh, Ultimate Showdown Tag Team Tournament. Pretty awesome stuff. Uh, Shazam took the tournament just like I hoped. Uh, it was fantastic. I, I, I absolutely, I'm so thrilled that they that they went all the way. This was the team that I had going into Spectacular. So I am thrilled that they were able to do it. Uh, coming up on next week's episode, I will be talking about uh, the Schmodown Spectacular. So, you know, it, watch it as soon as you can. That way you can listen to the show and, uh, and you can tell me all your uh, opinions and thoughts about what happened during the event. It was an awesome, wild, crazy event. Five fantastic matches. Just gotta check them all out. And then coming up uh, in future weeks, uh, you know, I will be doing some stuff during the offseason. There will be a few weeks off. like I think it's like four weeks or so. Three or four weeks off that I'll have. But I'm not going to be uh, stopping the show. I will be doing other stuff. Um, like I had said, I, I might do something with entrances. Maybe like Best entrances of the year. Talk a bit about Shazam's entrances throughout the year. Um, maybe I'll do you know something about you know leading up to the draft. Maybe some predictions. 
I don't know. We'll kind of see. I haven't 100% decided what I'm going to do for those uh, off weeks quite yet, but I will be bringing you content no matter what. And I'll always bring you uh, guys any news that drops. You know, if they do episodes of Schmodown Backstage, I'll be talking about uh, what they do on there as well. Also, the uh, Schmodown Awards slash draft will be airing on Patreon on January 11th. And then the New York Live show in Brooklyn will be on January 25th. That is a show I will be going to. So if any of you out there are going to be at that Brooklyn show, be sure to uh, to find me, say hi. Uh, I'd love to take pictures with anybody. It'll be a fantastic event. I'm so excited. My very first live event to be able to go to. Uh, so I am super excited. And then, like I said earlier in the show, they announced Atlanta on February 29th. You can get all your tickets for the awards in the draft for the New York Live Show and the Atlanta uh, Live Show right over at theschmodownlive.com. That is theschmodownlive.com. Be sure to check that out. So thank you, everybody, for listening to episode number 41 of Talking Schmodown. I am Josh the Merc Rayner. Uh, this has been a fantastic time. I love you guys. Uh, next week's episode, uh, even though technically by date isn't, I'm going to consider it my uh, my one-year anniversary, I think, because I, my very first episode of, of Talking Schmodown was for uh, the Spectacular 3. It was me covering Spectacular 3. So I am pumped about that. Um, technically... If you want to get real technical on dates, my one-year anniversary is Christmas Eve because that is when I posted that episode because it was a little later in the year. So be sure to check uh, me out on Twitter and Instagram at MovieBlogMerk and on Facebook and YouTube at Merk with a Movie Blog. Uh, I also will be doing some more. Uh, I'll be updating the website, MerkWithAMovieBlog.com. I'll be getting you know into the new year. I'm going to be revamping everything and getting more content out there. So please keep an eye on that. Thank you again. Uh, I am Josh Merck Rayner, and we have been talking Schmodown. Catch you next time.